0: what's up what's up what's up you guys it's your girl rachel joy aka the singing chef today we are talking about black female chef femininity so that last part might have got you that last part might have got you to be like hmm, chef femininity what is that like i know what femininity is i obviously know what a black chef is i know what a black female chef is but what does femininity and being a chef have to do with each other it is actually an important talk, to- an important topic um, in the field, and we're going to talk about why. So, um, basically, being a chef is often seen as something that is dominated by white men. If you are a woman at all, whether it be white woman, Asian woman, South Asian woman, um, Middle Eastern woman. Um, You know, any of that, you know, it's 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 you're going to be compared to a Bobby Flay, i.e. why we have the show be Bobby Flay, Um, you know, and it's it's a big deal. If you got Sonny Anderson, you know, on the show judging Bobby Flay, Ooh, you know why? Because it wasn't initially designed for her. She fought to have that spot to judge somebody like Bobby Flay because, you know, Bobby Flay is seen as this king of, you know, Food Network and this king of Culinary you know, you know, culinary arts. And then you have Gordon Ramsay, who in my opinion is very overrated, but you know, um, Gordon Ramsay, um, is seen as the master chef. And it's like, you don't even consider, um, the American Culinary Federation, which is where the actual certified master chefs reside. And there's only 64 or 67 of them into, in existence. And none of them are black women. There's only, I think one woman, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, make sure to tweet me or, or DM me on Instagram, you know, it's Rachel Uday Jackson on Instagram and it's, uh, I'm the singing chef on, on Twitter. Um, if y'all want to tell me, you know, who, if there's more than one certified master chef with ACF, but to my knowledge there's only one, it's, it's a white woman. So, um, it's a very male dominated field. And, you know, there's already not a lot of Black female chefs out there. And I like to give us a voice. And for me, I am comfortable being tough at the table. And I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone. But I think it's easy to lose your femininity always competing with the boys it's easy to lose yourself trying to fight to establish your name so i wanted to talk about how exactly what are some ways that us as black female chefs and just female chefs in general how we can cultivate that femininity um outside of the kitchen i get inside of the kitchen you gotta wear your chef coat you gotta wear your collars rolled up a certain way gotta wear your apron a certain way gotta wear your and just enough towels like you gotta have two towels you have one it's like oh, where's your other toe you know it's like you know any of that you have to you know I, in fact i remember my first toke service it's a good example of you know my femininity moment at the cia um I didn't know there was gonna be a toke ceremony on my first day. A toke ceremony is when uh, I had the president of the college there, um, Tim Ryan. And Usually, he's not there at the toke ceremonies, but um, he he had inducted uh, a lot of us chefs um, into into the program at the CIA, and they had a ceremony, and you know they they it's like placing a crown on the student's head when they very in a ceremony give you your official toque, and you are officially inducted into this prestigious community and um you know my if y'all ever see pictures of me I have this big fluffy natural hair very curly very fluffy I have long natural hair and it's it's very it grows into an afro it does not grow down it grows out so I was like what am I gonna do with all this hair <laughs> you know? I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna keep my hair short you know my hair is my glory so what am I gonna do with my hair and that was the first moment I I that was one of the first moments I had where I was in a very prestigious environment you know among the creme de la creme of chefs and it really stood out to me like hey not only am I the woman not only am I the black woman but I'm the natural hair black woman (laughs) and I was like what am I gonna do with all this hair like they're gonna it can't fit underneath the toque. what am i gonna do and um you know i hurried up and did like some flat t- uh flat twists like not cornrows but kind of it looks like cornrows i hurried up and did that and um here, there was a little microaggression there they were like Ugh. like they looked at my hair like you know when they put the toque on me and they actually made that little noise while they while they looked at me like that and i was like oh wow uh but i was like i mean let me you know i know my hair gonna look cute when i take these flat twists out so let me have my moment get my token and take my my twist out later <laughs> you know but that let me know that my uh, later on i accepted that my uh my feminine hairstyles were going to be reduced because they weren't you know the feel wasn't designed for you to you know have your long luxurious hair you know if anything i have to maybe put it in a puff ponytail now or just have just have it in an afro and then have the afro smushed down so i mean in the kitchen i'm not saying okay well just be hanging all out like in the kitchen it's it's you know technically as a woman yes you can have nail polish you should not have uh acrylic nails in the kitchen that that is a no-no ladies that is a no-no do not express your femininity that way in the kitchen that is a no-no Um, they're going to be looking at you crazy, um, in that kitchen, um, stirring or chopping or doing anything with some fake nails. a, A home cook wears fake nails in the kitchen. A professional chef does not. And a professional chef is permitted, if she's a woman, she's permitted to, um, to wear colored nail polish, you know, but it's kind of frowned upon. It's like, it's like that invisible line. Like it's, it's like, Ooh, she's the woman now. I would say if you want to express yourself that way in the kitchen, I would encourage you just be, just be, just be ready for the looks. Be ready for the looks. Be ready for the microaggressions. Be ready to be called out for having your, um, having your nail polish. But I think that that's one way to express your femininity in the kitchen is wearing just some nice nail polish, no acrylic nails, uh, whether it be clear or colored nail polish. Um, if you do makeup, um, I I think that. It kind of defeats the purpose a little bit in the kitchen because it's gonna sweat off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, It's gonna clog your pores. But if you do light makeup in the kitchen, there's nothing wrong with that. No heavy makeup, light makeup, like some foundation, um, maybe a little bit of lip, um, you know. um, I wouldn't go all into like concealers and contours in the kitchen, but I would do something light, like just nice foundation, nice lip, um, you know, or a foundation and like a and like a, a a neutral lip and then an eye, you know, like some eye makeup, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily, I would not do the fake lashes in the kitchen. Like that's, again, anything that's overtly feminine in the kitchen is going to get frowned upon. However, I will give y'all an example of one lady who was a female chef who really, really taught me that you really can be feminine as a chef, but it is it comes in a different package. Um, there was a woman and it was in Louisiana and she owned, I think it was a cooking school. It wasn't a major cooking school, but it was a cooking school for young children. And she, um, she was beautiful. Oh, she was the first female chef that I ever met. First of all, you know, and she was beautiful, beautiful white lady. She was beautiful. Like she, like she was so pristinely dressed and no chef coat in sight, no toque, no knives, and I knew she was skilled because the way she carried herself and how she understood the industry. She, she—if it was not for her, I would not have found my female professionalism in the field. I was like, man, she so, she talks the talk, but she walks so with power yet dainty. It was so beautiful, and um, you know, it was through her example because she was wearing her feminine clothes and her feminine, you know, uh, uh hair like hairstyle. I think she had like some layered, uh, some maybe like a layered ha- uh haircut, you know, she was you know, like layered, you know, like some bangs and all that. And um she had her, you know, pretty little cardigan and her red and her cream colored uh patterns in her cardigan. And you know, I think she had pearls on, you know, it was beautiful I was like, this is woman a chef, like, where is her, where's her, like Where's her her her, uh, her tomato sauce stains and where's her where's the smell of, of oil where's, where's <laughs> where is where where's where's the the the, the, the band aids on her on her fingers because the knife bit her when she was you know chopping like where is it and she didn't need all that because she had the head knowledge and she had the confidence of a, just like she would do in the kitchen but she showed that a woman can be confident yet feminine. There, there's a balance. And, you know, I always wanted to be her and she, you know, or be like her. And she showed me that it's more about what you, how you carry yourself outside of the kitchen. So I want to leave you guys with that. If you are looking for your identity, your feminine identity as a chef, try to form it mostly outside of the kitchen. Like, you know, it, find a signature fragrance, you know, um, find, a, a good skincare routine to make sure that your skin is glowing. You know, if, if you like to wear makeup, um, and you don't like the natural look, then find some quality brands that will really serve you. Um, but don't overdo it. Um, don't overdo it. Um, try to be as, as naturally beautiful as possible, um, when it comes to your makeup look, um, find clothes that flatter you, um, that flatter your body type. Like for me, um, I'm very curvaceous. I have you no know, big breasts. I have a big butt, you know, I have like, kind of like a hourglass kind of stomach. I gained some weight in the, in the pandemic, but I'm losing it. Um, so I'm very curvaceous. And so for me, I like to wear, uh, not body con dresses, but you'll catch me usually wearing some type of dress, whether it be some type of sundress in the summertime, whether it be, maxi dress, especially a midi dress, those suit me, maxi dresses suit me because I'm very tall um, and they show off my curvaceousness without showing off too much, you know, and with my signature scent, which I just got it, so excited, Um, I used to be a Chanel number 5 type of girl, which I'll explain this as well. The reason why you don't wear perfume in the kitchen is because the, the smell of the perfume plus the smell of cooking food does not go together and would actually it is gonna actually make the room smell bad. So you want to make sure that, that you have a signature scent, but you only wear it, you know, because being a chef is more than just being in the kitchen. You want to develop your brand outside of the kitchen. So you have that signature scent when, when you go do things other places, whether you're going to network somewhere, going to a networking party, whether you're going to meet with a colleague, um, make sure you have that signature scent. Don't just get a bunch of scents because you'll be known as the girl that smells good. Get you a signature scent. You know, mine is... Uh, Brazilian Crush uh, Chirosa. I can't, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying it right, but it's a Portuguese name, but Brazilian Crush Chirosa 62. And it smells like uh, salted caramel, vanilla ice cream, pistachios. It smells delicious. You know, notice I picked a food smell, you know? So I love smelling like vanilla ice cream. It's like my, vanilla ice cream is like my favorite smell in the world. It's like you take it fresh out the freezer. It's just like, oh, it's it's so decadent, you know? I'm trying to think of what else uh, leads to, black chef femininity. Um, it's also knowing when picketing and choosing your battles and being strong, it's, it's in your attitude, being strong without being overly strong because competing against male chefs can get you to be rough and rugged and maybe a little too feisty. Um, even against competing against other female chefs, it can get like a cat fight up in there um you know but i definitely want to encourage you guys to um to find that balance between you know your smell your uh the words you choose your speech picking your battles um you know to not be too hard but hard enough and then also finding a wardrobe that just flatters um, flatters you outside of the kitchen because a chef coat, chef pants, and, you know, the chef shoes are not flattering. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying men are not attracted to, 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 to female chefs because they are, they're very attracted to female chefs. Um, even with all the, you know, the, the gear on that you have, they're very attracted, but you know, it's, it was designed for a man. So you have to find your look outside of the kitchen, you know, so i definitely want to just encourage you guys with that as well um it's really not it really doesn't take too much i think it's a personal journey um try journaling try journaling you know talking with friends um if you're a christian pray about it see what god how god wants to mold you um you know into the female chef that he wants you to be outside of the kitchen because When you are interviewing for, you know, positions that level you up, um, whether it be, you know, in a kitchen or, um, you know, maybe with culinary media or, um, you know, food policy or whatever other parts of the industry um, that you're that you're a part of they want to know like let me give you an example you know how those restauranteurs restauranteurs or whatever um from food network how they're always polished and prim and oh you know and that's kind of what you want to go for those people have curated their personal voice in their fashion in their posture in their voice in the way they respond and as a chef that is the same type of attitude that you take when you're curating food, like the type of recipes that you make are really coming from your voice. You know, the type of recipes that you make are coming from your voice. They're coming from your personality. They're coming from um, your history, your experiences, your life experiences, and you do the same practice but investing in yourself instead of in cuisine because we are givers. Chefs in general, male or female, we are givers. We give and 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 we we do not pour back into ourselves. So it is a total mental shift to focus and cultivate on your femininity. It's, it's, It's such a uh, it's a shift. It's really a shift to, uh, to focus on who you are outside of the kitchen. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a fan of the 30 second elevator pitch. If you've ever been to my blog, Um, Uday Jackson.wordpress.com, um which mind you, we're going to, you know, we're going to upgrade the domain name this year, but right now it's Uday Um, I did talk about in a recent blog about the elevator pitch. That's going to bump up your elevator pitch because, you know, with me, I'm a singing chef. I'm a I was a singer before I became a chef. And that's one of the main things that make people want to work with you is if not only if you sound good, but if you can perform at the drop of a dime, can you impress somebody at the drop of a dime? Can you embody a powerful performer at the drop of a dime? And that also translates into any part of the arts, but even in culinary arts. So that is a, how... How do you, as a woman, how do you embody power, creativity, and softness? What does that look like for you? Because it's not the same for every woman. What does that look like for you? And let, let that translate in your clothes. Let that translate in your scent. Let that translate in your speech. Let that translate in how you um, how you interact with others. And you're going to mature over time with this, hopefully. You know, like things I used to entertain, you know, like like maybe when I was a younger chef I don't entertain no more because I kind of be like eh, you know I literally told somebody because in my mind I'd be like you know why why did you come for me because the queen didn't send for you (laughs) like I'll think it in my mind and I've actually said that out loud recently somebody came for me (laughs) I'm not going into detail but somebody came for me and the inner chef came out it was like I literally told her I was like look why are you coming for me because the queen did not send for you (laughs) That was literally, that was literally my thing, bro. I was like, yo, what? No, bro. no. The, no, the queen, like in my mind, I ain't saying for no gesture and you ain't making me laugh. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick you to the curb real quick. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my whole thing. I am a queen. That is my whole femininity. Like, how can I, like when I wear dresses, it makes me feel queen-like. When I wear... I like wearing hats, you know, on you know on different occasions. I like, you know, wearing uh, designer purses and you know, or like um, really unique purses on special occasions. You know, that's how I, I like to be this grand queen. So that way, if I ever have to go on a, on a stage again, whether it be for something public speaking, a toque ceremony, a singing, or whatever, you know, it's I am embodying who Rachel is as a woman. And I'm I'm learning too, guys. I'm learning on this journey with you. I don't have every single answer, but that is, that's what I've noticed, you know, that's what I've developed so far. And that's why my voice is strong enough to get the attention of men, women, uh, you know, teenagers. Um, there was one girl who, um, you know, and and I don't have, in fact, I don't have to be fully dressed up. I mean, I'm recording right now in a pink robe. (laughs) Pink fluffy robe, you know what I'm saying? And um, I've recorded a YouTube video in the same robe. And yeah, I think that people were comfortable with that. They saw that I had, I was talking, like I said earlier, I was talking the talk. I was talking it. I was talking it. And, um, you know, I was talking the real deal too. But I was comfortable and confident enough to have a natural face, good skincare, pink bonnet, pink fluffy robe. And I think that's what attracted people to like the video so much. That that video, um, I'm going to say it didn't go viral, but it, got const- it gets like hundreds of views every month. Um, and it gets a, a lot of likes every month. Maybe like, I don't even know, maybe like, you know, five to ten likes a month. It gets constant likes. Um, and I've only been a YouTuber for about, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe... 10 months. So, that's not amazing for some people, but for me that's amazing because, you know, I'm new to YouTube. Um so I mean because I think that I think that that particular video has 600 and 665 views. 6 over 600 views and um 31 or 32 likes, something like that. And um <clears throat> you know, and I think it's 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 the it's the confidence in what I'm saying. And the unshakable, it's the unshakable confidence in me talking about the industry, but the vulnerability, um, the vulnerability in appearing in a in a pink robe and in a pink bonnet, you know, that where I'm not ashamed and clear skin in the middle of the morning, you know, it's it was it was just feminine enough. So, you know, again, I am developing along with you. I am developing along with you, you know. Um, so that's my message today, guys. Develop your Uh, femininity as a chef you know specifically as a chef take the same skills that you use to curate these recipes through passion and experience and develop because all your femininity is is your voice your voice is expressed through what you wear what you say how you carry yourself um, and what you believe about yourself because you know like the bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he you know and you know, people took that and made law of attraction mess out of it, but you know, it's, it's as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if I think that I am equal to a male chef, but I don't have to be as rough as a male chef and I can just be comfortably me and in, in whatever dainty way outside of the, outside of the kitchen, then I'm gonna start making choices. I'm gonna start making choices um, based off of that belief system. And then as I grow and develop as a woman, um, and as a chef, you know, like, you know, like I said, I'm out of the kitchen now, but, um, you know, as a coordinated media personality with, you know, doing the vlogs, doing the podcast, um, you know, we have things going on down, down the road, um, doing the consulting, I'm still doing consulting. Um, you know, people trust me because I am feminine enough. I am feminine enough. But I'm bold enough because female doesn't mean weak, we're actually quite strong, but it's just expressed differently than masculinity. You know, I feel like I feel like Bobby Flay and um and Gordon Ramsay, and uh, you know, all these popular chefs, uh, Jean Bocuse and Emeril Lagasse. Sorry, I just, my nose is running, <laughs> Emeril Lagasse, and um you know, all these different people, they've embodied, you know, their chef masculinity. That's why we trust them so much because they have confidence in who they are. And we as women have to develop that as well. And it's done through our, just like they've done their chef masculinity, we have to do our chef femininity. So again, this is for any female chef, not just black women. Um, But us black women, we you know, we have our femininity stripped from us a lot. It's stripped from us, it is stripped. You know we often have to be so uh we have to carry our children carry our families you know we are like the backbone of the black community so we don't have a lot of times it's ripped from us to be soft and to be vulnerable um and to be um you know not domesticated that's there's a difference between being domesticated and being feminine and that's that's the first thing if you think being domesticated means being feminine um then you don't understand femininity but um, you know, because there's a difference. Um, but being feminine is, and it's not a spiritual uh, uh, superiority either. You know, people take took that and ran with it. But it is uh, a very powerful influence that we as women have in our communities, and we're just as influential when we t- when we uh, represent ourselves as chefs outside the kitchen with that same attitude so that's it y'all this actually went longer than what i thought was gonna than what i thought it was gonna be so this will be posted shortly on um on the on the podcast you can find this on spotify or anchor we are not on apple music as of right now until i work out those kinks but um yeah go ahead and uh Share, if you care, share this podcast, other people, let other women know, um, you know, about this podcast, whether it be this episode or past episodes, you know, sharing is caring and I promise it will bless them. It will bless them because this is our special place. You know, there's already not a lot of podcasts out there talking about the culinary industry. There's already not a lot of podcasts out there. From chefs in general, but you know, I wanted to be a, a strong voice to bring that equity uh, for Black women in the field, especially the young ones coming up. Y'all, the future of the kitchen. You know, we need. To, you know, I, I saw a quote one day, and I'll and I'll end with this. I saw a quote one day uh, when I was a part of the American Culinary Federation. And um, they they knew long before the pandemic came, about maybe a year before the pandemic came, that there was going to be an issue with staffing because there is a gap, like there's a a divide between the diversity in the staff, which is usually the you know whether it be entry level chefs or uh, 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 what is it, shift managers or whatever, um, or or you know maybe sous chefs, but when it comes to executive chefs. Um, and district chefs and on up, you know, they're all pretty much white men and, you know, they they noticed there was an issue with that and they knew that was going to cause problems down the line. And lo and behold here in 2022, you know, there's, there's still issues with, uh, with staffing as far as, as, as last I've heard, because we believe that we deserve more and we've had a taste of more and we want to secure that we, we, you know, we deserve it, you know, so receive the love that I'm giving you, um, you know yeah that's about it so again if you want to you know follow me on instagram it's rachel uday jackson you know on instagram if you want to follow me on twitter it's i'm the singing chef on twitter um or you can just google me rachel uday jackson that's rachel r-a-c-h-e-l-u-d-e-h hyphen jackson and all my stuff will put up pull up my socials will pull up you know other stuff about me will pull up you know And um, yeah, so it's been fun and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye!